Welcome to the United Soccer Coaches Podcast, presented by League Apps. League Apps is the leading youth sports management platform, providing organizations with the technology and professional development they need to run, grow, and win. On a mission to bring the benefits of sport to kids everywhere, they go beyond technology to provide leaders with professional development and relationship building, and to work with sports-based organizations to address issues of accessibility and equality. To learn more, find them at League Apps com or as league apps on all of the social networks now here's the host of the show longtime soccer broadcaster and voice of united soccer coaches dean linky i am dean linky this is the united soccer coaches podcast and it's coming to you just a couple days after the convention in anaheim where i interviewed probably more than 50 people on today's show lincoln phillips and his son sheldon phillips Lincoln Phillips went into the United Soccer Coaches Hall of Fame. Sheldon has a big-time job with the Philadelphia Union. They kick off the show. Then it's Amanda Vandervoort, who heads up the USL Super League, which will debut the fall of 2024. The former president of United Soccer Coaches is on. And then the heartbreaking story of the College of St. Rose as Lori darlin Gathayo and her three assistants they have built a power. Lori is one of the all-time winningest coaches at any level, and they're rolling along looking for another national championship. They won one before. They've won a ton of games, and they're told while they're playing in a game that the entire college is being shut down, and they only have jobs to the end of this month, January. Lori and her three assistants are at the convention because they won Regional Coach of the Year, and they sat down to tell the heartbreaking story. Lori actually said right before we started, she would love to get a picture with Carly Lloyd. I didn't see that happening. Somehow, some way, after an emotional interview where you will hear Lori pouring out her heart, you will hear real tears. The interview is over. I've got to run to do another event. And lo and behold, Carly Lloyd just happens to be standing right there. They get their picture taken with Carly Lloyd. So that was special, but more importantly, I need you to listen to their story, know their names, and hire these four coaches. That's our show. It begins with Lincoln and Sheldon Phillips, and it starts after this message from our presenting sponsor, Lee Gaps. We bet you didn't get into this business for the back office duties. That's why we created League Apps, the industry's leading youth sports management platform. So you can spend less time with busy work and more time doing what you love. League Apps provides organizations with the technology and professional development they need to run, grow, and win. Go to leagueapps.com to learn more. League Apps is proud to be the presenting sponsor of the United Soccer Coaches Podcast. Welcome back to the United Soccer Coaches Podcast, presented by League Apps. Once again, here's the host of the show, Dean Linky. Welcome back to the United Soccer Coaches Podcast, evergreen material on podcast roll as part of the 2024 United Soccer Coaches Convention in Anaheim, California. And what a treat it is for me to be with one of the four fine people headed into the Hall of Fame tonight. If you've been listening to the United Soccer Coaches podcast, you've heard me talk to Lincoln a couple times in the last couple months. Lincoln Phillips is going in to the Hall of Fame. Lincoln Phillips is a walking, living legend. He has done so much on the U.S. side, the Trinidad and Tobago side, the college soccer side as well. And Lincoln, tonight's the night you're going into the Hall of Fame. 
I mean, look, you got documentaries, you got videos, you got books, so you know everybody loves you, but not everybody gets into the Hall of Fame. Knowing in a few hours it's going to happen, can you put into words how you're feeling? Well, it's a, it's a fantastic feeling. You know, you go outside there and, and, and you do your job, not to look for accolades and fame or anything like that. Uh, but but when, when it happens... It's it's a good feeling, and and for it to happen at a, at a, a situation like this with the uh, United Soccer coaches, you know the biggest coaches association in the, in, in the world, and and you know with your peers, you know your peers and the committee, and you know they're the ones who are saying, hey, look, you deserve it, you know, and and when it was announced, you know, uh, I've had many congratulatory letters and phone calls and you know and people have said coach you know it, it, it's about time you know it, 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 it's it's long overdue and I, but but you know I I'm of the firm opinion that uh, nothing happens before it's time mm. not and uh, this for me you know if it happened five years ago ten years ago you know I don't think it would be as as important as now because I, I'm being inducted at the same time with Dr. Marchnick, you know, Jill Ellis and, and April Hendricks. You know, it couldn't be a better time. I feel so great for me and my family. And that's the typical Lincoln Phillips way to also mention the other members of the Hall of Fame. That's another thing that I love about you. And speaking of love, I don't know what day you got in, but have you been able to feel the love from people as they see you walking yes, around? Yeah, yes, tell me about that. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's a great feeling, people from all over the place, you know. As you know, Dean, I've been in this country since 1968 with the Baltimore Bays. Okay. And um, I, re I remember uh, a little kid writing me a letter, you know, we love soccer now that you guys have come and showed us how to play the game. And, uh, and then last month... Uh, uh, a little five-year-old writes me a love letter. He says, uh, "Thank you, Coach. You know, you, you know, you teach me so much, and you're the greatest. And you know, you just feel like melting. You know. And then you have people like Mike Curry and and and, and Louis Waxler who are uh, doing their thing all over the place. And you know, I meet them. They they send me letters and so on and and go over the old days when we when we had had great times at my camps and so on." It's just a fantastic feeling. A lot of people are calling in and writing letters and so on, and I really do appreciate all the, all the kind sentiments. You're hearing the great voice of Lincoln Phillips headed into the United Soccer Coaches Hall mm -hmm. of Fame tonight mm -hmm. as uh, you listen back to this. And, Lincoln, I want to get to your family in a moment, mm -hmm. but I also want to get caught up to speed on the documentary slash movie, mm -hmm. where that is. Can you get me up to speed on that? Yes, they, it's, it's, it's a movie. They, there's a okay. documentary that's outside there now. Um, and, uh, but the, the movie itself, you know, um, uh, that uh, was held back a little bit with the uh, the strike, with the, uh, the what do you call it, the producer strike, and the, uh, and uh, but but we're moving ahead because Peter Lawson is the producer. He's the one that produced Spotlight, so he's wow. big time. And um, I think uh, Taylor Matthew he he wrote um, Hustle. Okay. Yeah, he he's he's the writer. His script is finished. You know, all the producers agreed not to touch it. Uh, director came in, and usually when the director comes in, you know, he changes everything. And yeah, so yeah. he says, I came in, I took this because of 
what I see here, what I see happening. So don't change a thing. Yeah. And um, right now, from what I've been told, they're interviewing uh, folks to find a 29-year-old Lincoln Phillips. Wow. And uh, it's That's going to be one there. handsome dude. That's well, going to be one handsome dude. T- tell my wife about that. <laughs> Talk to my wife. <laughs> That's going to be one handsome dude. <laughs> but, but the problem is, you know, they, they can't interview all five at the same time. Yeah. You know, how do you interview one and then another one and so on? And, and that might take about a month, five months. Or you might get lucky and the next one, you know. Yeah. So it's a, it's a time-consuming thing. So that's where it is right now. And I'm really excited about it because I asked the producer, you know, what type of film is going to be, you know, movie. He says it's not going to be a sports movie. It's not going to be a black movie. I said, what kind of, he said, it's going to be a hell of a movie. Amen. It will cross a lot of different lines. So I don't know what's happening, and uh, it, uh, it's how he sees it, and I'm, I'm really excited about it. I can't wait. I yes. can't wait. I will be the first one to buy a ticket for that as well. Yeah. And, you know, since you mentioned your family, we're not going to put her on the air, but uh, your beautiful bride is here, Linda. You've been married 59 years. 59 I was years. telling you how proud I was that I just celebrated 29. I know your son, Sheldon, <laughs> just celebrated 28 as well, which is, uh, Whoa, you know. when you already? Yeah, I know. Can you believe that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you can do what you do and, and have a soulmate like that, mm-hmm. you know, I don't mean to embarrass her, but uh, it changes the game, doesn't it? It, it, it does, you know. Um, when you have a when you have a happy family, when you have a family that tr- that you trust and you believe in, you know as well as I do. When you play those games, the referee takes the game away from you, and you come home and you want to you know eat up everything, you know. But you have your family there, you have your wife, you know, and she's a fantastic cook. And then <laughs> I have the boys to to wrestle with and so on, you know. It, it, it it's it's a great feeling, and she has more confidence in me than I, I have in myself. Oh, that's you know? fantastic! You high know, school sweethearts, right? High school, school sweethearts. That's incredible. She fell in love with me uh, when you. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to stick with that line. Yeah. He's going to run that all the way home. Uh, we might have to keep tabs on uh, how many of that. Now, listen, last time I had you on, you were talking about all your kids, but, uh, you know, you especially talked about Sheldon, the Philadelphia Union. I do a ton of college games. I do a ton of Penn State games where Jeff Cook is, and I don't think there's a better MLS club as far as youth to pro development oh, out yes. there than the Philadelphia Union. Sheldon, it's an honor to have you on as well. Oh, um, Thank you for having me on Dean you know it's an absolute honor to be here yeah to, to join you know dad and you know in celebration of his induction so no I, I couldn't be happier to to join everybody this morning when did you know that you wanted to do what your dad did was it early later when did you know but you know my my first memories were of fresh cut grass in locker rooms I, I was born into it it yeah. is something that um I, I had aptitude for, I was comfortable with. Uh, I mean, it was always going to be soccer in some form or fashion. Uh, even though I coached, I, I didn't, it, there's a calling for it, you know, and I didn't feel the calling, I felt the calling on the administrative side, you know, but I knew it always had to be uh, something dealing with the game. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it, it was never something that I wrestled with. Uh, I knew early on. 
you know, from, from the beginning okay. that uh, I was always going to be involved in, in the game in some form or fashion. Well, let's make sure I get it right then. What is your role with the Philadelphia Union? I'm the uh, Senior Director of Club Welfare and Compliance. So essentially okay. safeguarding. Yes. And the point of contact for safeguarding you know, is you know, making sure that the environment is, is safe and uh, free of abuse and also uh, putting forth the welfare program. So we have in the academy a fantastic setup uh, where the kids are taken care of. From a technical development standpoint, we have a fantastic group of coaches and technical staff, trainers, you know, performance analysis, et cetera. And they're well taken care of on the academic side. And the welfare side is where I come into play. So, you know, we provide five basic areas of service, uh, emotional, mental support, life skills development. So right now our life skills program uh, that we've offered to graduating seniors is a financial literacy course through Wisfus Bank. Uh, one of our sponsors. Uh, we have uh, DEI, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. Uh, Shaka Hislop's uh, group, um, uh, Show Racism Red Card, we're bringing them in on the 19th. We're going to be the first U.S.-based club to uh, participate in, in his program. It's a five-week program uh, uh, on a weekly basis that we're bringing all the, the academy teams uh, to participate in from U12 all the way up to uh, the second team. Uh, uh, player parent voice, getting the you know players and the parents you know showing them various strategies. As you can imagine, it's a very high profile, uh, a high intense uh, environment that uh, these parents and players um, uh, you know find themselves in. So we you know show you know strategies to help them you know navigate through those experiences. Uh, we're partnering with a group called Onrise, uh, who actually handles our. I know the Onrise people They're really fantastic. well. Yeah. Um, They've uh, stayed at my house, Kim really? Quigley and Kim? Brenda McBride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both, yeah. 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 Uh, but Kim and Brenda are, are just uh, fantastic, uh, you know, you know, people. So we're very fortunate um, to have them on board. The you know the service has you know really done well for us. We just started actually in October of this year, uh, and then transition um, the onboarding, offboarding. You know, getting the you know players who come on board, getting them comfortable when they leave, you know, you keep track of them in, in their colleges or, or in the second team. But that the whole trend, even when they're in the academy, when they get called up to the national team. So it, uh, the welfare part, the player care part is, is the area that, that I you know, can kind of bring to the table. I'm not kidding you. I'm full blown in chills because it kind of all ties together. Lincoln talked about how having his wonderful family along the way helped him get to where you are. And then I just told you that I think the Philadelphia Union is the best. And to be the best, it's not just about, hey, this is how you kick a ball and this is how you run three in the back, five in the back. It's to have that kind of support, yeah, including bringing on on-rise for the mental health, that type of thing. It all makes perfect sense to me, you know what I mean? Because you truly care about the entire part of the player. Absolutely. It's a holistic you know, approach. And, I mean, there's a reason why, you know, we, we, we've been able to establish the reputation and get the, the players to perform the, the way they're performing. We went over to Phoenix uh, in November, the uh, MLS Next uh, Cup, the Winterfest, and uh, each of the three teams did exceedingly well. Um, and anytime you have, uh, you, you see that type of performance on the field, nine times out of ten, the, there's some real nice stuff happening off the field. Mm -hmm. you know, and our coaches and, and everybody that's involved with, with the academy has, has done a fantastic job. Well, I mean, I, I learned so much from them on a daily basis.
Have you been around long enough where Jeff Cook was there when you were there? Or? I just missed uh, uh, Jeff. Cookie, okay. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But you're keeping an eye just to make sure Marlon LeBlanc's behaving, like you're keeping an eye on him? Well, like, I think it's the other way around. Marlon, Marlon, <laughs> Marlon, 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 Marlon has, uh, has, has that, that, that program on, on lockdown. And, like, I mean, he's one of the guys where, you know, I just just from observing him, uh, you, you just learn, you know, so much. I mean, the, the union, too program has has you know really you know developed and and it's not an easy team to coach because the lineups change all the time and i mean from a technical standpoint i don't know how those guys do it but they they, they find a way you know so all right give marlon my best i, will, I love definitely. him he there's not a game that i'm calling on the air where he doesn't like tap in via text and, yeah. and usually gets a shout out out of it as yeah, well, yeah. marlon's know, sharp so. yeah you'll you'll you whatever is happening on the field he'll he's usually the first one to to see it before anybody else all right listen you just heard your dad talk about tonight, and you'll have one more question about it, but Sheldon, you're going to be there. Talk about what it means to see your dad going into the United Soccer Coaches Hall of Fame. It, you know, it, it, it's uh, a lot of emotions, you know, but the two that really kind of spring to mind right now is, is, is your pride and gratitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just, you know, really enjoy at, at this moment of his career and his, his life and, and mom, you know, to see him get his flowers. Uh, and the appreciation, and, and this this is not a you know a, a, you know a recent thing. Every time we come to the convention, uh, you know my brothers and I kind of joke around that we have to strategize because we literally cannot walk with him, <laughs> you know, and and not stop every ten feet. <laughs> you know, that's the truth. And, you know, people come up to him, and 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 the, and the the greetings are heartfelt and. Um, it, it's kind of a, an inside joke with, uh, with you know, you know, with the family. So, but to see his induction uh, take place, and you know, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, getting the Walt Chiswick Award with, along with Jill Ellis, yeah, you know, yeah, she was a, a batchmate yeah. uh, for the Chiswick Award. I mean, it's just it's just nice because, uh, I mean, we were there uh, growing up when the game was a lot different in terms of popularity. <laughs> we we were you know we were the ones. Uh, con- you know, helping out with the clinics, you know, when we were five and oh, six man. years old, you know, trying to attract people uh, to come over and watch, uh, doing clinics in malls uh, in front of uh, audience of 10, you know, to, <laughs> to, so we, 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 we witness it from behind the scenes mm-hmm. and see it grow and see the work that he, uh, he put in. And, um, you know, we, we, we couldn't be more proud. Fantastic answers. Lincoln, I, I'm going to dumb it down for myself mm. i've had a great life right i've been able to do incredible mm. things but my favorite thing in life is to watch my kids play sports mm. and watch my kids be happy and now as i'm older watch my kids actually enjoy hanging out with me which mm. you know i can't believe they want to hang out with me um <laughs> you when, must be doing a good job when you hear yeah. sheldon talk i mean it, how proud are you i mean like it's a he's an amazing young man I'm, I'm so proud of sheldon and, and all my boys you know we've we we've played this game, you know, from 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 birth. You know, the the best, the greatest things, fun we had uh, over the years was a five v one, fun you know, alone. Five of uh, four kids, you know, myself and a German shepherd in the middle. <laughs> That's it. And she was aggressive when she couldn't get the ball, and we had to move that ball around quickly. You know, yeah. we used to have a lot of fun, and we used to play. We eventually ended up playing on the same teams and at camp 
had all my kids at camps as as as, as players and then counselors and then coaches and you know they were always always with me all the time you know that's awesome and um, it's it's an awesome feeling to to know that anytime you see any one of your boys you know you, you just hug or you wrestle and I don't wrestle too much with him he's, he's, he hurts me he's yeah. too strong yeah yeah <laughs> three more things one I'm guessing that the movie doesn't call for any mid 50 year old chubby white guys <laughs> Because I didn't get a call or anything, you know. So well, you just might, you just might. You Maybe know, we'll put, like, put them in the cast. You know, one of the you know, broadcasters during yeah, the match. Yeah, 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 there you go. Make, so, make it happen yeah, somehow. That's right? my CEO. We can hook you up. I'm throwing it out there, man. I've been manifesting stuff, so that's right. I'm throwing it out there. All right, we're gonna end with this though, and uh, Sheldon, we'll make you go first. And that is, if you only had just one or two sentences to describe what it means to see your dad going into the Hall of Fame, uh, what's the best way uh, you can do that, sir? Incredibly proud and, and, and grateful uh, that he's here to, you know, in, enjoy, enjoy the moment, um, here to, you know, continue. I mean, this is not the end by any means. I mean, he's still very active. Mm -hmm. I, I joke with people, I mean, he's, he'll be 83 this year. And they just don't make that model anymore. I don't know where he gets the energy from, but he's still doing things, you know, uh, uh, goalkeeping training. So, uh, yeah, it, it um, very, very proud and, and grateful uh, that he's been acknowledged and that he's, you know, you know, still going strong and getting stuff done. Well done, 83. Yeah. I mean, I'm 55, and I walk into rooms and ask, "What am I doing in this room?" Yeah. You know what I mean? I know, I know exactly. Somebody, somebody, I know the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody asked me one time, I was doing a clinic, and, you know, and an old guy, you know, he said, Lincoln Phillips, you know, you still at it, man. How do you do it? I said, I'd never let the old man in. Yeah. yeah. Don't the let him in. The old man is knocking. I said, keep him outside. Keep him outside. <laughs> never yeah. let the old man yeah. in. Amen. <laughs> Lincoln, I always feel your spirit in your eyes and in your voice. I'm just going to ask you as well, like if uh, you're going to be able to talk for a while tonight, you know, don't talk too long because my back starts to hurt. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but also, you know, one sentence to sum up uh, what tonight's going to mean to you. Well, you know, it, it's, uh, it's, it's all about um, giving back. It's, it's a love, a passion that I've had for the game. And um, I've been very successful at playing it, you know, and um, and I've gotten the opportunity to, to, to give back, to help other people successful and to uh, join with other organizations to, that, um, that advocate, you know, this uh, love and, and, and uh, um, love for the game and spreading it all, all, over, all over the country. I'm so happy to be part of that. And um, uh, their success is my success. Wow, you actually did it. There might be a few prepositional phrases in there, but you did it in one sentence, my <laughs> man. <laughs> Lincoln Please, Phillips, I man. love you. Congratulations. You yeah. said you wanted to start uh, on my podcast. I'm honored that we made you it did. happen, you know. But Just it, was like meant that. To be, it was meant to be. It was meant to be. Meant to be. Yeah. The great Lincoln Phillips, and we'll be back with more Thank after Thank you very this. much, Dean. A pleasure. My Always pleasure. a pleasure. Yeah. Sheldon, Dean, thank you, thank sir. you. Appreciate okay. it. Awesome. Appreciate you. Yeah. Lincoln and Sheldon Phillips to get things rolling when we return. The woman who heads up the USL Super League, which will debut soon, Amanda Vandervoort, former president of United Soccer Coaches, is up after these messages. 
As a soccer coach, you're no stranger to developing your players, but how are you developing your own expertise? As a United Soccer Coaches member, you receive access to a range of resources, like our online learning platform, The Training Ground, to aid in the growth and enhancement of your coaching skills and career. From coaching education courses to lifestyle services, take advantage of new opportunities and member benefits with an annual United Soccer Coaches membership for just $125. Join the home of all coaches today at unitedsoccercoaches.org. Welcome back. We're at Podcast Row as part of the United Soccer Coaches Convention in Anaheim and so pleased to be joined by one of the friends of the show, former past president of United Soccer Coaches, Amanda Vandervoort. She is here. She is now the president of the USL Super League, which will start play August 2024. That'll be here before you know it. And Amanda Vandervoort, I know there's one guarantee that I always get to see you at the convention and you always make me smile. You always make me laugh. Thanks for being with me. Uh, Dean, same to you. You always make me smile and laugh too. It is a delight and a pleasure to be with you today. Before we dive into the Super League, I don't know if you remember, but when you were like on the board, Uh I would be in some of those meetings and you would somehow get me giggling while they were trying (laughs) to do official business, let alone the fact that you would get me giggling while I'm emceeing stuff. Uh, There's something about you that just brings joy. Do you remember that? I mean, you would get me giggling in a big way. I don't know if you remember that or not. Dean, I'm the only person who was laughing at your jokes. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. (laughs) And probably laughing at how bad they were. And so you uh, were giggling then back like, yeah, I got one. I get the rest of the room was crickets. (laughs) Total crickets. Well, one thing that's not crickets is the Super League is here. Women's soccer's never been bigger, never been better. And I want to know what's going on. How many teams do we have? How many teams will be out there? I believe it's August 2024, right? Yeah, we kick off in August um, and the seasonal run, you know, on the international calendar. So we run from August to June with a winter break and a summer break. So we'll actually kick off after the, the Paris Olympics. Okay. Conclude this summer. So... Um, yeah, we've uh, we've announced. I mean, listen, we've announced 13, 14 teams now um, total. So you're looking at you know a group of those starting in 2024, and then as stadiums and infrastructure are built over the coming years, the Super League will expand, um, evolve, and and grow. So we're really looking at it as not only the inaugural season, but also the pathway to to growth across the next couple years. So um, yeah. Yeah, the Super League, it's happening. It is 2024, the year of the USL Super League. Well, it's incredible, and I think one of the things that you know about me is I've been a longtime advocate for women and in women's in sports, and you know, I was the original voice of the Carolina Courage back in the WSA days and now the current uh, North Carolina Courage, and I know that's the other league, um, but I think there's room, you know, and you clearly know there's room with, you know, the growth of all of these soccer leagues as well, you know, with the ECNL and the Girls Academy and U.S. Youth Soccer. The, the level of play uh, with girls and women is out of this world right now, Amanda. It is, yeah, it definitely is the level of play. And when we talk about room, I think it comes down to a, a pretty simple mathematical equation, Dean. There are 12, going to be 14 professional women's teams next year in the United States in the in the NWSL when that kicks off. There's over 100 men's professional teams in this country today. So even just that delta to me speaks volumes about the massive opportunity that we have to create jobs and create teams and create opportunities, you know, for women in in professional soccer. So, um, you know, when we kick off, um, we'll, we'll certainly be building more, amplifying the opportunities and, and, uh, and, and professionalizing the game even further in this country. 
And one of the key parts of that, the way I understand it is, and it's not like every coach is going to be a woman. There'll be some men coaches, but GMs, coaches, key parts of staff, I think a heavy emphasis is to have women and maybe even minorities involved, I think, Amanda, and I love that. Yeah, we've we've talked a lot about that. We're trying to be really intentional in how we're building the league, um, how we're not only hiring people, because you want the best candidate, you want the, the, the qualified people to come in, um, you know, regardless, but what is important and what we, we're really thinking a lot about is developing those systems of growth, development, teaching, learning, opportunities to get certificates and licenses and grow into roles specifically for women. So what kind of developmental programs are we creating in addition to hiring early doors um, to ensure that we are affecting and and changing the landscape for women in, in the game? Now, is it true that as you roll out, you will be sanctioned as Division One? Is it, yeah, Division One, right? Yeah. How do you feel about that? Yeah, excited. Yeah, that's our intent. We we've been working really hard on, um, you know, ensuring that our ownership groups and the way that we are um, building the league is indicative of a Division One league, right? Um, our stadium capacities, the investments that we're making, not only, um, you know, in those facilities, but in the players themselves and ensuring that players have and coaches have an, you know, a, a wonderful experience where they can compete at the highest level and, and be that elite athlete that, you know, that, that, that they want to be or that they aspire to be and that the Super League provides that platform at the very, very highest level. Is there a salary cap on this league? How is that structure going to work? So we don't have a salary cap. No, we'll have a minimum salary for the players, but um, we, won't, we won't have a maximum. Okay, so some markets can spend a little more than other markets, and that'll be similar to other sports entities across the U.S., right? It's going to be up to the markets to, to determine, um, yeah, to determine their, their roster budgets and, and how they want to allocate that, certainly. At the risk of missing one or two, are there a couple markets that have a stadium that we're going to be really in love with or that are already stepping up that you're super excited about? Again, I, you know, I know you might miss somebody, but are there a couple markets that are, are doing some great things? All of them. Okay. All of them. We're going to be flying. Yeah, yeah. it's great. We've got, um, I mean, a couple of note that, um, you know, working, I guess, west to east, we've, we've um, built a stadium in Spokane. Washington, which is one of our inaugural teams, uh, is going to be. They've built this amazing 5,000-seat stadium just down by the the Spokane River. So, you know, you go to a game in Spokane, go downtown, you have dinner, go to the bar, and then the walk, the march to the match is, like, over the bridge in Spokane. You get right to the stadium, right? It's unbelievable, really, this venue. Um, And you don't see that a lot, right? So you've got Spokane, the stadium built both for men and women professional soccer, um, Lexington, Kentucky, we're building a stadium in Lexington. Um, they've recently um, uh, put in all their like practice and training facilities, and they're working on the stadium, which is amazing. I went out there not too long ago um, for a big kind of uh, press day, you know, with, with dignitaries, and the governor was there and, you know, talking about what the stadium is going to be there um, in Lexington. So, uh, again, investing in men's and women's professional soccer, which I think is is something that we at the USL are thinking, you know, a lot about. And you've got Tampa in Tampa Bay. Our group um, is investing in renovating uh, uh, a stadium right along the river in the middle, smack dab in the middle of Tampa. So it's a great location there. Um, let's see, we've got a great uh, stadium in Carolina already. Oh, Fort Lauderdale. They're, um, you know, the old Dolphins practice facility down there. They're renovating 
um, that stadium, um, putting in a great surface, doing a lot of work um, on the, the buildings surrounding it. I mean, it's just there's so much investment. I could go on and on. Yeah. The investment that our ownership groups are making in each of our markets to really create the best experience for the players, but also for the fans. And I think that's um, the players and fans have really been a focus of how we're thinking about building the league from day one. We're here with Amanda Vandervoort, a former player, I think a goalkeeper. Do I have that right? Were you a goalkeeper? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. I mean, bigger than that, though, big roles with MLS. You had that massive international role. Remind me what that was, I Amanda. Was the, yeah, I was the chief women's football officer at FIFPRO, which is the Global Players Union located in Amsterdam. So kind of like the governing body. You know how FIFA would be the governing body for all of the um, countries, the member associations, the federations around the world like U.S. soccer. FIFPRO is that for the players' unions. So so the NWSLPA or MLSPA, for example, would be members of FIFPRO. And so I was at the global organizing body in Amsterdam. Okay. Yeah. All right. But I, I say all that because one of the things I like about you is you looked at the USL and like me, I have mad respect for it. You know, I've been calling USL games for a long, long time. NCFC just won USL League One. I've been the voice of that team for 17 years. Now they're moving back to USL Championship, and I'm over the moon about that and excited to be in the booth to, to call that games. And I guess that's my way of you know softballing the fact that the USL is legit. I mean, the USL's got it going on. I mean, I'd like you to add to that. Well, thank you for that, Dean. And uh, I, I feel the same. I mean, the USL has demonstrated, I think, through the infrastructure that we've developed, through um, – you know, the ownership groups that have come into the league, but those that are now interested in the, the, the types of investment that we're attracting into the USL, I think is a demonstration of, um, you know, the, the long-term sustainability of the USL. And also, you know, we really strive to represent the communities that we're in and be a reflection of that community. And you see fans are coming out. I mean, we have more fans year over year in the in League One, in the championship. It's just growing exponentially. We've recently, on the men's side, um, announced our, our relationship with CBS, a great media deal for us. We're working with such a great partner with them. Um, and I think there's there's just more and more coming because, like you said, like people do see, not only is the USL legit, but it is um, it is on an upward path of growth that is just um, exponential and so exciting for soccer in this country. Amen. Amanda Vandervoort, former president of United Soccer Coaches. So whether you had this big title with the Super League or not, you're always here. Why has the association been so important to you over the years, Amanda? Oh, my gosh. I started getting my coaching diplomas and licenses. I was a the head coach. No, you know what? I was a graduate assistant at the College of New Jersey in 2002 when the convention was in Philadelphia. And my coach there, my boss there, his name's Joe Russo at TCNJ, and he said, you need to go to this thing. So I came, I realized I had a lot to learn that I didn't know. I started networking, I got to know people, I got education, licensing, programs um, that helped support me in, in my development. And I just fell in love with the business, or not the business, but the industry of coaching and realized the value that coaches bring um, to obviously to the field and to the players, but I actually am a very strong believer that coaches and players should be at the table um, in, in, in everything, right? Because we as coaches see things in a different way than maybe an executive who hasn't been on the field sees. So 
um, you know, it's a place for me to reconnect. It's a place, the convention is a place for me to um, meet new people, get new ideas, get inspired, but always remember that, like, what the game's about. You know, coaches, players, the game we love, um, and, and having you know, boots on the ground. Well, and because of that, I don't want to let you go without pointing out to people that one of your dear friends is the new head coach of the U.S. women's national team, Emma Hayes. And I feel like you might have been working the back room on that. I don't know. <laughs> but you got to be over the moon on it. I mean, can you put into words how you feel about Emma Hayes being the new head coach for the USA? Oh, I'm so proud of her. I'm for her. Like, yeah, our friendship extends 20-odd years, me and Em. So, like, I'm so proud of her um, seeing her take this challenge and this opportunity with the United States. I know is something she's always dreamed of and um, I'm so like excited to see her in that role and see her develop her career you know and her future path as a coach you know and and, and take on a new challenge um, going from being so successful at Chelsea in a club environment into a national team environment I think will be um, you know a fun challenge for her and, and I can't wait to see her take it um, you know and then on the Super League side on on like the work and the business side of things like we're here to support the national team and make sure that we're doing our part as the USL and as the Super League and the W League and our academy by the way our entire uh, girls and women's pathway to make sure that we're doing everything we can to help make our national team the best and fulfill our obligation to the United States Soccer Federation US Soccer um, and to do everything we can yeah, to help um, Emma and, of course, the players and the U.S. women be successful and not only win the Olympics, but win the next Women's World Cup. What is it about Emma, if you could put it in just one or two sentences, that makes you believe that she will, in fact, be successful? I feel like it doesn't even need saying. You just you spend any time with Emma and you you are inspired and excited and confident in her. Um, you know, Emma and I used to walk around this convention when we were – 25 years old you know and with our little backpacks on and walking up and down the aisles in the exhibit hall and looking at all the 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 inventions that people have of the game you know and talking about how much we love this convention how much we love the association and um knowing that 20 years later you know she would be the head coach of the national team it's um it's unbelievable and so i would say that to anyone who comes to the convention, you know, you, you meet all these people and their paths in the game. You just never know where the, where the game's going to take us. And that's the one thing I love about this association. Well, there's many things, but this convention itself is it brings all of us together and we can support each other in our careers as coaches, because we know that the, the values of being a coach. And I think we all share that here. I want to make sure we promote before we say goodbye as people are listening to this and feeling your excitement for the launch of the Super League. I'm glad you mentioned the W League and the Academy. What's the website or social media that people can follow it and maybe try to get involved in some way in, in you know one of the particular markets? Yeah, well, I think the best place to go is the website, uslsuperleague.com. Um, of course, we're on Instagram and Twitter, probably our two most active social media platforms. is just USL Super League. Um, on both of those and um, and if you go on there you can see all of our clubs too um, you know across the country so and you'll see in the next couple of weeks couple of months we're going to pick up a lot of steam we're hiring we're making announcements you'll see brands start to come to life um, it's uh, it's going to be it's going to be full steam ahead for the next couple of weeks and um, yeah we're, we're excited for um, yeah for all of it for for women's soccer the future of women's soccer not just now 
um, but in the, the years the years to come. All right, let's end with a little shout-out to Lisa Payton, who heard me when I told her anytime the USL wants to be on the United Soccer Coaches podcast with Dean Linky, the door is open, and uh, she made the most of it. So uh, let's shout-out to Lisa. Lisa, Lisa's the best. She's, uh, <laughs> she's legit, let me tell you. We talk a lot about opportunities for, for women in the game. That's how we started this podcast. And Lisa um, has demonstrated in her very short time with us at, at the USL that um, you know, you you put the elbow grease in and you commit to it, and in the sky is the limit. She is she has really she's she's unbelievable, and I'm I'm so proud to have her on on the team. So thank you for giving her a shout out. Yeah, my pleasure, <laughs> and thank you for being on the United Soccer Coaches Podcast. One of my favorite people, Amanda Vandervoort, the president of the USL Super League, which will kick off august 2024 make sure you check it out all the best amanda thanks dean thanks amanda we end this week's podcast with kind of the heartbreaking story of the college saint rose out of albany new york as Lori darling gathile and she's assisted by kaylee morgan and megan they're all here they're more concerned about making sure their players are okay than even themselves a true story of commitment heartbreak and more we'll visit with all four of them when we return does it feel like all you're doing to manage your team club or league is busy work if so league apps can help you get back to doing what you love delivering a powerful yet simple youth sports management platform from robust registration and payment tools to automated communications and other software integrations league apps saves you time and headaches less busy work more time doing what you love go to leagueapps.com to learn more league apps is proud to be the presenting sponsor of the united soccer coaches podcast Welcome back to the United Soccer Coaches Podcast presented by League App. Some evergreen material on Media Row as part of the United Soccer Coaches Convention in Anaheim just the other night. I don't know when this will air, but I am see the College Soccer Awards, something I've done for several years. And we actually didn't introduce, which kind of adds to the heartbreak of this story, the College of St. Rose out of Albany, New York, D2 Golden Knights. They were number one in D2 most of last year. They had the D2 Women of the Year, Player of the Year. I want to know their name. Their head coach is Lori Darlene Gathile, and she's assisted by Kaylee Morgan and Megan. They're all here, and the irony is, and I feel terrible about this, is by the way, it wasn't my fault because it know. wasn't highlighted. <laughs> but not only did they messed up the plaque. <laughs> yeah. And the College of St. Rose is gone. So you're playing. You're number one in the country. You got this. Who's the stud? Mia uh, Clammer. Mia. Of course, her name's Mia. That's yeah. awesome. Um, do you know if it was named after Mia Ham? Do you know? Oh, uh, we uh, never had that conversation. I wouldn't doubt it, though, yeah. right? Maybe, you know. So... You're rolling along, and then this story gets leaked while you're in the tournament that they're shutting down the College of St. Rose? Yeah, about 14 hours um, right before we're going to dinner um, the night before our Sweet 16 game. Uh, we got an actual donor to our program called Morgan and said this just, knew, this just went on News Channel 13, our local TV station, um, that 
it's been leaked, the board of trustee member leaked it, that they're shutting down the school effective um, the end of June um, 2024. So, I mean, Kaylee, like, what do you guys do now? What are you trying to do? Are you here to find jobs or what's the game plan here? Um, right, right now we're here to support um, each other and the kids. Uh, we have uh, four All-Americans this year. Um, okay. You know, uh, All-Americans and Scholar All-Americans. And yep. me, obviously, won uh, D2 Player of the Year. So we're here to celebrate that and support that. And, um, you know, right now our, uh, our goal is to make sure that all of our players find homes, which majority of them at this point do. We uh, just have a few more. Just a place. couple more. And, you know, unfortunately, when all that stuff happened, it was during their finals. Um, so it really took a huge toll on the kids. But luckily, we're able to find everyone homes at this point for transferring. But while you're doing that, are you still getting paid by the university or are you just doing it out of the goodness uh, of your heart? That, so the university um, notified us within 48 hours of getting back on a Sunday night that um, they were canceling our jobs as of January 31st, 2024. So our players will not have a winter training session or a spring season that can't leave. So we have seniors with COVID eligibility that aren't able to um, have a spring or winter training. And we have players that, because of their particular situations, aren't able to transfer out until after the spring semester. And they're not providing them um, any of that uh, training um, or spring season. That is you know, a big part of the Division II uh, experience because you get eight hours in the winter months. And then you get 15 hours in the spring, and we would have had the opportunity to have um, five games in the spring. And partly because of that, a lot of our players were um, really put in a position where they felt that they needed to find a home immediately. So they were under additional stress to find a new place for January because they knew soccer was going to be taken away from them for the winter and spring. Truly heartbreaking story as the College of St. Rose, which is, I'm guessing you guys are a D2 power, right? I yeah. mean, if you're number one in the country, the Golden Knights. Uh, I mean, so Morgan, Megan, like now what's the plan for you two as, as youngsters and, and Kaylee? Like, what do you do now? Yeah, so just to kind of echo Kaylee, we're here to support the kids first and foremost, um, and then we're, we're coming second. So. Whatever we can do to help the kids, like Lori mentioned, there's a few more that we have to help place uh, to, you know, the, the right home for them. Um, and, you know, fortunately, we all have different full-time jobs. We're a very unique coaching staff where we're all part-time, uh, including Lori as the head coach. So we do have our full-time careers, thankfully, that, you know, we do all thrive in. Um, but when it comes to the, the coaching standpoint, we have a couple more weeks to really, you know, help out these last couple kids. All right. That's uh, Morgan. What's Morgan's last name? Farnan. Farnan. Kaylee, what's your last name? Egbert. Morgan, Farlin, and Megan, what's your last name? Arno. Arno. Let's say all those names again because I want you guys getting jobs. Um, <laughs> and I want Lori getting a job as well. Say your name one more time. Uh, Megan Arno. Okay. And we got Morgan. Farnan. Farnan. And yep. we've got Kaylee. Egbert. Egbert. Yep. And we got Lori Darlin Gathile, right? Yeah. I said that right. And folks, make sure you hire all four of these wonderful women here as they deserve it. I mean, the fact that 
I mean, Morgan and Megan talked about the kids. I mean, you guys are kids, you know what I mean? So that's pretty <laughs> that's pretty amazing. And I mean that respectfully, you know, but uh, granted, I'm an old fat guy, but um, the fact that you're putting kids first is pretty special. Um, that says a lot about kind of who you are, so well done on that. Yeah, it's kind of something um, <clears throat> that Lori kind of instilled in us as players and um, developed, up a, developed us as women um, through her program, and we're just super thankful um, for her and everything that she's done for us um, and being able to give back to the kids and being able to coach alongside of her has just been um, incredible for, for us to be a part of. So um, for us to put them first, it's just innate in us and just just comes uh, natural to us. So it's the least we can do for these girls, what they give back to us every season. Well said, Megan. Lori, darling, Gathiel, right? Mm-hmm the head coach of what was the College of St. Rose Women Golden Knights, which is no longer there. Um, I wish I had more time. I want to have you back when you tell me where you land as well. <laughs> I am going to air this real soon on the United Soccer Coaches podcast, so everybody hears your names, hears your story, um, and hopefully reaches out to you. So I hopefully I can help in some way. What's your final message knowing that uh, you've had your whole world kind of pulled apart here? Well, we just put our heart and soul into our program, and it was one of the best in the country and we loved our and love our players and our alumni and we loved the game like this was my passion like this is all our passions we have full-time jobs but this was our passion this is our family we had a very unique program um we're very very close i think because we were so close it was even harder for our players. And I would say that, like, no school should ever put student-athletes through that experience of what we went through. <laughs> you know, I don't care what the finances are. I don't care what, you know, the political situation is. You have to have grace, and you have to have kindness, and you have to genuinely care about the well-being of the people that you lead. And even if you're going through hardship, you should never put them in a position that makes a difficult situation a hundred times worse. And that's what our kids went through on uh, November 30th and December 1st. We went through a brutal, um, absolutely, you know, unconscionable situation and even though we are super close and super tight as a family like we're we're genuinely a family um the implications of that situation completely changed our players abilities even though they played so hard the following day they were put in such a terrible situation when they you know, weren't able to win the game after um, double overtime and you're going to take a PK and you know that that PK, if you don't hit it, the program's over. It's not a game, it's not the tournament, like it's over. And to put a young, you know, collegiate athlete in that situation is just so poor 
as an adult. That's real emotion, folks. Those are real, real tears, and my heart pours out for you. Uh, and uh, I've got a full heart, um, and it's all yours. Lori, darling, Gathiel, Kaylee, tell uh, your full name, Morgan and Megan's full full name again, because you guys deserve an, sure, another chance. Sure, thank you. Uh, Kaylee Egbert, and I just, I'd like to say maybe one more thing, too. Um, you know, like, we're not your average Division II program. We're we're a D2 program operating at a D1 level here, and we've won a national championship in 2011. We've been to eight Final Fours, two national finals. Lori, I think out of all divisions, is this is the second highest, uh, most right winningest, winningest coach, coach as a female of all divisions. So, um, you know that that's that's the heartbreak is you know having a super successful program and unfortunately uh, watching the collapse of it. But um, hopefully, you know, going forward. Um, and that's something she created herself. Yeah. Um, yeah. With the support of um, no one. Some <laughs> a, a few, only, only a few individuals um, that are no longer at the college. Um, but, but she's done that herself um, with her former players, her husband. Um, so that's, that's that's her her life yeah ground up so here's what we're going to do it's january 12th the podcast for united soccer coaches airs every thursday this interview is going to be heard on january 18th it's going to be the first podcast after the convention we're going to get this out there now so people know it and people hear it and people call you okay <laughs> um in fact Lori, like if they want to reach you uh what's the best way to get a hold of you Probably my cell number. It's uh, 518-222-6094. You just heard it. Lori Darlin Gathayo. Lori Darlin Gathayo. Incredible success at College of St. Rose. The college is gone. You need to hire her and then bring along Kaylee, Morgan, and Megan. Bless your heart. So sorry. Uh, hopefully uh, on the other side of the rainbow, they're good things. That's yeah. uh, all we can hope for, okay? Yep. All right, thank, thank you, ladies. You. Good luck to you. Thank you. I appreciate it. little capper to this story, right before they sat down to talk about how devastating it was to have their entire university shut down, Coach Gathayo asked if she could have a picture with Carly Lloyd. And uh, I can do a lot of things, but getting pictures with Carly Lloyd is not something I can do every day. And I told her, I, I don't know if I can make that happen. Well, amazingly, I kid you not, as we wrapped up this interview, I stood up and right in front of me was Carly Lloyd. I had done some stuff with her before, called some of her U.S. national team games. I looked right at her and said, Carly, words can't exactly explain what it would mean for you to take a picture with Coach Cathayo and her assistants. But if you can make this happen right now, that'd be incredible. She did make it happen. And that is how I ended the night. But all of you, please be thinking about Coach Cathayo and her assistant coaches. She's one of the all-time great coaches, a D2 power. Her school is gone, but her ability to coach and her assistant's ability to coach is not. I hope that you can reach out to them and get them jobs. That would be fantastic. I want to thank all four of them for stopping by during an emotional time. I want to thank Lincoln and Sheldon Phillips, as well as Amanda Vanderboer. I also want to thank all the great folks at United Soccer Coaches, including Brandon Milburn, and I want to thank my producer, Colin Thrash. For each and every one of them and all of you, I'm Dean Linke. We'll see you next week for another edition of the United Soccer Coaches podcast presented by League Apps.
Thanks for listening to the United Soccer Coaches podcast presented by League Apps. League Apps is the leading youth sports management platform, providing organizations with the technology and professional development they need to run, grow, and win. To learn more about League Apps, find them at leagueapps.com or as League Apps on all of the social networks. And to learn more about United Soccer Coaches, visit us at unitedsoccercoaches.org.